Hello, it is March 21st, 2021. Um, this episode, I'm really just going to talk about one thing. Um, I, I, I just tried to record it, but I had to wipe the whole thing because I wasn't, I wasn't really positive how it was coming out. Um, I, I might kind of fumble all over the place with this just because there's so many different things that I want to talk about, but I, <laughs> I didn't write any of it down. Um, so I, I'm going to definitely miss some stuff here. Uh, so let me preface this by saying if you were kind of confused about something that I said or um, just wanted to chat or inquire about uh, something, then just shoot me an email or send me a, a message on Instagram. We could chat about it. I'm cool with that. Um, but this, this is kind of, uh, a thought that I had, um, that I've been sitting on for the past few days and it was coming after, it's not as much about the murders in Atlanta as much as it is from, um, how we received everything that was, uh, shown to us. Um, and I'm going to try to talk about it as little as possible just because, um, it, it's just, it, it's no good. Um, what this guy did was awful. There's no, you know, whatever rationale, uh, he gave to the, the police, which I think was, um, just a, another dumb move by them to go on the news and talk about what this guy said his reasoning was for doing what he did. There's no reasoning. Um, there, there's no validity. There's no innocence to, to be applied to what he did. Um, I, I do think that it was racially motivated. Um, and I, I think that I was having this conversation just yesterday uh, with, with someone that I, I don't sympathize with him at all. Um, the, the thing that I'm curious about is what was going on in his head that got him to the point of thinking that what he was doing was okay. Um, the, the whole sex addiction thing is, um, I mean, it, if that's what he claims, then yeah, uh, again, there's no <laughs> reasoning, uh, behind what you did. There's no reasoning that, that has any sort of innocence. It's, um, you murdered nine, eight, eight nine people. Um, there's nothing, there's nothing, uh, good about that. Um, and I see that, um, it, like I, like I just said that it was more than likely racially motivated. Um, and then you take that compound it over some, uh, sexual addiction or deviancy or whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I think that it's, important to understand where the 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 seeds were planted to to grow into what happened um because 
my, my whole thing really here, it, what I wanted to talk about was uh, kind of the response to it from at least what I saw online where we're very reactive to stuff like this. Um, we'll talk about gun control, which I think we should, but it, it's only going to happen for a few weeks and then something else is going to happen. And then we'll have to worry about that instead of focusing on gun control. Um, we can blame men. We can blame misogyny. We can blame an endless amount of things. Um, cause it all has its effect and I'm sure that a lot of it could be applied to people that kill people and think that there's some sort of justification behind it, whether it's for a moral reason or a religious reason or whatever. But aside from the, the story from Atlanta um, and just completely, I'm just going to put all that aside um, one thing I noticed that was very apparent to me, I don't know if anyone else listening saw it, but there was a lot of blaming of just men in general for these kind of murders or, uh, um, you know, sexual harassment, um, workplace violence, workplace harassment, just, just all that stuff. And I do agree. I, I really do agree because, you know, wh when it happens, it's a guy that does it. So obviously in a broad sense, men are to blame. Um, and, and there's just so much that, like I said, can go into what makes them think what they do is okay. That you really need to throw it in reverse and try to figure out where this mentality came from and what things started to, what things kind of opened the door, um, for, for that mindset to, to be developed over time. Cause it's not, it's not just one instance that really changes someone's perspective, at least in this case, I, I believe um, it's, it's a series of events and, you know, again, I, I, I'm not trying to, to sympathize at all. Um, I, I think that the, the only word you can use to talk about someone who does anything like this is just a monster, but in trying to understand how people think and how the mind develops, it's important to figure out where the monster uh, is hiding because um, it just gets to a point, it seems, where um, that, that I mean, whatever word you want to use to describe it, some sort of uh, epiphany or some sort of philosophy is developed where, you know, they, they find the monster and then they just spiral. And Again, for someone who tries to, or is trying to uh, study to learn how people think and, and what motivates people to act and behave a certain way, it's important to know 
and try to figure out where it all starts. Um, I, I can't even name off the top of my head the number of serial murderers and, and killers that were... They... Not not the person themselves, but psychologists and doctors that that worked with them and spoke with them for hours and hours and hours, um, where they will literally say to a judge or to the media that everything that the person did could have been prevented years and years ago if they would have just had the opportunity to speak with someone that was qualified to speak with them. Um, and I'm thinking of one right now and I just can't place the name. Um, but there, there was, uh, an instance where it was kind of one of those, um, kind of like a, a make or break or a, a, a fork in the road where there was an opportunity for this person to never do anything bad at all. Um, but there was nothing, and again, I'm not being sympathetic to, to people who have done these things. I'm, I'm, I'm more sympathetic in a sense to people who are on the fence of this is wrong, and then they look over the other shoulder and there's someone saying, no, this is okay. Um, because that is a person that, doesn't have anyone to to go to. And it, here's where I'll blame men for this. Um, and there, there's more ways than one to blame men for this. Um, you know, I, I might even be guilty of this myself. But we don't allow ourselves to be open. And I, I think that it's about time with this generation that we live in with, you know, the, I'm speaking to the, the 20 somethings right now and maybe even the slightly younger people. Um, we live in a generation where we claim to be understanding and we claim to be kind of conscious and aware of what's going on and kind of, you know, have a pulse on the the general heartbeat of society. Um, but we have <laughs> next to next to the coronavirus and next to racism and uh, you know just people that are completely brainwashed by conspiracies and the, the other crazy stuff. We have a problem with communication. Um, and it's, it's, I've seen groups of guys on the internet, on podcasts, and it, it always seems to be brought up like 99% of the time that, you know, oh, when I was a certain age or, you know, even now, or, you know, I had this, this thing happen and I had no one to talk to. I had no one to express my emotions to, um, you know, guys are scared to cry. Guys are scared to go to therapy. Guys are scared to admit that they have, uh, 
any faults because that is frowned upon. And I, I think that the big issue is, and an, I apologize because I'm going to be really broad with this, but for that, I I have to, of course, point the finger at other guys who, who, who claim to be understanding in the sense of all that stuff and still laugh and, and mock people that show any sort of emotion or weakness or vulnerability. But I also have to point the finger at a lot of women in our generation too because again the it, it you can you can see this anywhere um a lot of people will just say a lot of women will say you know why doesn't you know this person cry or why can't i find a guy that's open or why is he never you know why does he never express how he feels about something and it seems like when that happens a lot of the time, those same people that wonder why there's no, you know, why aren't you open? Why aren't you, you know, why can't you just be you? It seems that the same people that say that stuff are the first ones to laugh when someone shows any sort of emotion or, or admits fault on something there's, I don't know what it is. Is it, are you uncomfortable with someone being vulnerable around you? Are you unsure of where to go with, with what you're being delivered? I, I don't know what it is, but I think, and, and this is serial murderers aside and, and any other sort of monstrosity aside, this is just a, a general observation that I've had on how people in our generation communicate with each other is that you want to make it seem like you're open and make it seem like you understand and you know that whole cliche of everyone's fighting a battle you know nothing about and uh, all that you can post as many pretty quotes and stuff as you want on your your Instagram story but do you really care that people have problems and do you really care if those people express them and i think the answer to that is no you you really don't and i'm not sure why that seems to be the case to me but it's and i've experienced it before where a room full of guys sitting and talking to each other, unless they're just douchebags. I'm talking about like a room full of men that have values and that have principles and that have goals and determination. They're all closed up until they sit with each other. And then you see kind of the, the shoulders relax and people can look you in the eye and admit stuff, things that they've done wrong, problems that they have, issues that they're going through, stuff that they're struggling with. And I don't really ever see that in, in a room that is shared with both men and women. And I don't know if it's an issue of 
the guys not wanting to seem weak or if it's just the idea of I can't express myself in front of these people because I know that they won't receive it the right way. I mean, I the number of times that I've seen someone try to express themselves or express myself and it somehow gets ended up to be about it's it somehow ends up being about someone else and their problems rather than the person that's being expressive it there's you really can't wonder there's no curiosity behind why men bottle their problems up why men smoke and drink themselves to death why so many men kill themselves because a lot of guys feel that they just got to keep all that shit in their pocket and they can't pull it out for anybody. And to, to see this kind of just synthetic bullshit about, oh, oh no, you know, we're, we're all here for you. And, you know, we understand that, you know, people are going through stuff and that people have, problems outside of work or, or problems that are outside of their relationship or outside of their family. It's, yeah, you can say all that stuff, but w- once you see it, why, why, why do people seem to kind of go into their shell? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, there's like a almost like a disdain for for guys who admit that they have issues um like fucking who was it uh terry cruz when he came out and he said he had a porn addiction people were making fun of him and when i saw that i i sympathized with him i was like that you know that's it's embarrassing for him for one, even though it's probably a huge relief. It's embarrassing for him that he, he had to go on TV and admit this to people and talk to people about it. it but people were making fun of him. And it, it makes you really... It, there's no question as to why people just shut up and just suck up their own problems. Um and again, it, it's 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 really our generation that is kind of hypocritical about it because we just, a lot of us claim, and I know I've done it before, um, and you know, I, I'm sure that we've all done it before. It, it's human to be uncomfortable around people that are having some sort of whatever level of crisis it might be, but... Uh, I just think to ignore it or to make fun of it, 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 it really does nothing for anyone. Um, and again, I'm not talking about the Atlanta guy at all. I know I mentioned it, but I don't want anyone to think that this is all about that. Um, I'm sure in some sense it could be, but, um, I just, I would like to see, because there's this kind of this whole question of, um, 
whenever there's any sort of violence, sorry, I got a pop up here. Whenever there's any sort of violence or rage or anger or some sort of expression of whatever, um, it, it gets labeled as misogyny or, uh, um, the, the whole, the whole boys will be boys thing, I think kind of exists in the, the sense of, you know, yeah, you might eat glue and yeah, you might, you know, beat up a kid on a playground when you're like five. I, I think that that is in a way that, that, that argument has kind of like a, a line that you have to draw. Um, and I, I think that it seems like whenever we talk about issues that men have, um, that it, it turns more into finger pointing than it is understanding, uh, or, or trying to figure out the source of the issue. Um, you know, if, if I had a son and I, I found out that he was fighting with a kid, um, you know, at school or something, I wouldn't get mad at him because as a child, I think it's pretty common that their best way of expression is to either go sit in a corner and pout or to pack up their fists and exhibit some sort of physical violence. Um, but you can't yell at a kid for doing that. You can just talk to him and say, you know what? why did you do this? It's not okay to hit kids. It's not okay to really fight people for, for no reason like this. What, what's going on? It's, you don't see those conversations at our age because it, it seems like, you know, we, we have a driver's license and we can buy alcohol. So we got all our shit together now, right? We're adults, right? And yeah, we are, but we're still humans and we're still incredibly flawed. And we do have these, I don't know, these instincts that we're for some reason born with. People, you know, we, we look under our mattresses at night for a reason when we're kids because we're scared that something's under there. It's not because we're six years old and watching horror movies from, you know, sun up till sundown. It's because something in our brain might be saying, oh, yeah, there, there's something behind there. Or you're peeking behind a shower curtain. There's a reason that we we have these th weird things that we do. There's no way to explain them. But th again, the, the boys will be boys and the whole idea of like a, a toxic masculinity, which I... That is, it's a valid term, but I think that it's important to kind of have a definition of, like a, a legitimate definition of what that is. Because I, I think that it's a valid theory uh, that men do primarily have specific traits that some people will exhibit. And it, it's something that can be controlled, but you just don't do it. Um, it's, it's, it's a question of consciousness and it's a, it's a question of what you think is right and wrong. Um, and it just, you know, you, you look at someone like, like a Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. The stuff that he did was bad. 
um, he used his power as a powerful man in the film business as leverage over women to get some sort of sexual gratification from harassing them. Um, that is toxic masculinity. Um, I, I think a, a good just general definition of that would be men who use characteristics or traits or money or power or, or social leverage to get things out of people, primarily women. Um, and, and that might not cover the, the full spectrum of issues, and I'm sure it doesn't. Um, and I really don't mean to offend anyone, but I, I do agree that it's an issue. But I, I think that for the issue of what is wrong with guys, because there are a lot of problems with guys, we need to, one, look in the mirror. We need to, two, be conscious of what we as individuals do. Um, and that's, you know, on our own and in groups of people, um, and we need to communicate better. Um, we need to have conversations that extend past the black and white that we make on our keyboards or that we write in blogs. Cause whenever that happens, it seems like it's just finger pointing and, and blaming people and criticizing people. And I, my concern is that with all of this hypersensitivity to kind of the, the, the loose idea of, oh, well, this is why people do this thing, or this is why people do that. You know, everyone claims to know that they understand what people's motivations are behind why they act or why they acted the way they did. But there's never any, you know, we, we don't take time to listen. And again, I'm just speaking about people in general. Um, we, we don't take time to, to listen to guys. And I think if someone was having an issue or if someone wanted to talk about something that they should be able to do that without the concern that someone's going to laugh at them or disown them or not want to be around them. Um, it's, it, I, I think that, and I'm not comparing and contrasting men and women, but I think for a guy to talk about a problem or to address a personal issue or to voice some sort of concern or some sort of emotion about something, I think that it has to be incredibly profound because um, I, I know that over the past year or two we've all developed an incredible resistance to bullshit let's just say and all the the horrible things that have happened and all the hundreds of thousands of people that have died some of them that we probably we probably know some of those people that have contributed, unfortunately, to that statistic because of COVID. I think that we've all gotten a very thick skin over the past year and a half, um, which is nice. It, it allows us a little more stability and flexibility in our decision making and how we respond to stuff. But 
again for for guys and i i'm not trying to make it sound like we have it harder cuz we definitely don't i i, I would 100% agree that women have it the hardest uh when it comes to things like uh har- harassment and violence that's uh, undoubtedly and unfortunately they're primarily the victims of it um and not even to to go into how worse that gets when it's uh men or women of color buddy can you please be quiet buddy thank you um but i think in in what i want to see and what i want to contribute to more is just being able to allow conversations to happen and allow really good effective communication to take place um because it just lacks and and we're a generation of people who i i know i know i know that the intention is right and and the morals and and the values that we all have as a collective are very good and they're very positive but it's easy to go and say that you have all these things and that you claim all these characteristics but it's another thing to actually demonstrate them which i i feel that we don't do that <laughs> just to be blunt i i feel like we don't do that um, and again, I, I'm pointing the finger at myself too. Um, it, it, and I'm not trying to make it sound like guys or, or victims in any sense as a result of any sort of individual group of people. I would just say throughout history as we understand it, we think that we're supposed to be perfect in a way. Um, and I think the the first thing with that idea is that no one's perfect. No one's perfect in their values. No one's perfect in what they believe in. No one is consistent. No one is no one is good just by default. And and that is okay. The the thing is is we just need to communicate. I, I think if we could do that, we could we could stop so many issues from happening. And we could we could stop so many people that are kind of on the fence or you know they're good but they have what whatever sort of issues they might have from compounding into something that's kind of uh you know irretrievable to to an extent. Um, and again, and I'll say it until I die. I think that for a generation of folks who have an incredible ability and incredible access to the ability to communicate our, 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 our delivery is there. We know what the issues are. We know what needs to be fixed, but the the specific delivery of tone and and process is just it's not it, it it's like i said the the intention is is beautiful the intention is right but the the way it's packaged is just i i think that 
we can all agree the communication I think just needs to be refined. Um, and I think we just need to understand that as people, none of us are perfect. None of us are good and that we all have problems and and flaws. And I, I think if we were able to, to just learn how to speak better to each other and more effectively to each other without bringing some sort of tone or energy that just completely shuts off the the other party. And I'm not saying if it's like a a debate about uh, politics or, you know, someone's perspective on a social issue is different than someone else's. I'm not saying for stuff like that. I'm just saying if you're having a general conversation, hey man, how's your day? I've never asked anyone that question and they've gone, I'm actually having a pretty rough day. That alone is, (laughs) that's like one of the biggest issues that we have. If you ever told someone that, They'd probably just say, oh man, it sucks. You know, I I hope you have a better day. And then they just move on. There's never like, oh, what's going on? Like no one wants to talk about what's going on. No one wants to talk about anyone else's issues and try to help them, you know, think stuff through or figure things out or just make it through the day before you can get back home and kind of veg out and and do the things you you enjoy with the people that you you care about. Um, There's no communication as to what is going on it's always an issue of communication with this is what's going on um and we 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 see people that we walk by on the street and we try to analyze them and kind of get an idea of you know who they are and who we are and what everything is but how many times can you say that you've actually communicated with someone in a way that was effective enough where you could both leave that conversation with something new and something positive. Like something, not even something that you learn, just like a, a fresh perspective and you kind of look at the world differently. Um, you know, the, the idea of, and this is just kind of, you know, figuratively speaking of, of beauty and perfection. And I'm not talking about like in the sense of, you know, how someone looks, I'm just talking about the, the beauty and the, the perfection and the flaws of how we as people naturally are, um, to, to talk about those things and to, to talk about those things with other people. And it it just sound, I mean, even saying it sounds so trivial, but the, the conversations that I've had with just groups of guys, we're just, we're sitting around and we're all drinking and we're all talking about, oh, what do you think about this? Or this, and, and kind of like a little argument kind of spurs up. And then it, it almost seems like at the end of it, we kind of not compromise, but I understand where you are and you know where I am. And we actually agree, but you know, I, I see why you feel this way and I understand why you think that way. And it could be, you know, something that the person experienced that made them look at the world differently. And I, I think that we just need to keep our ears open and our mouths shut more. Um, I, I think that we could heal a lot of uh, 
small wounds with just listening. Um, it's it, it it makes it leaves no question as to why people, um, you know, love going to therapy so much. And I know people, a lot of people have been doing. I, I get ads for it on podcasts all the time of people that do, um, you know, Zoom therapy with people through like BetterHelp or whatever it's called, <clears throat> because it allows them to just feel better. Um, and it, it's, it's almost sad in a way that people think that they need to go and unload on a, a complete stranger because they, they feel that they can't talk to anyone that is close to them. Um, and, and I, I think that's the, the thing that I was really trying to say with all of this. Um, and it, it, it almost in a way makes me wonder if the, the people in those salons, you know, aside from the, the racism and everything, I, I think that that's a, the racism is a disease that can be cured in an individual over time, I, I think. But it, it makes me wonder if a, a guy like that could have just had, you know, when he was, because I think he was only 21, he was younger than me. Um, it, it makes me wonder if when he was a kid, or a, a teenager, if um, if uh, those people would still be alive, if he would have just had someone there, to talk to um whatever the issue was and you you look at all these people that walk into uh <sighs> that walk into a, a school with a gun or you know whatever they do um and it, it it's it's scary and it's sad um to, to look back on all these incidences and see, um, you know, how many of them could have been prevented if this person felt like there was someone there to listen to him, um, and, and help him better understand. And again, I'm very specific in saying him because almost always it's a guy, um, which I think is very, it speaks volumes to everything that I said, um, with guys feeling, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not blaming it on this single idea. I, I think that it's incredibly, uh, uh, legitimate to argue that someone could do a, a disgusting act like that strictly because of racism or sexism. Um, I, I'm not discounting any of that at all. I would say that those arguments are 100% valid, but how many people have died um, almost primarily because someone, for some reason, thought their only way of expression was to take life. Um, that's it. It just it, it makes you wonder the power, you know, the the the, the pen being mightier than the sword. Um, 
and and that's 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 what bothers me. You know, how how many people do you walk by that are pff, fuck, they they got something going on and they're they're a check engine light in their car away from taking their their compounded issues out on someone. And again, I'm not I'm not saying that that's that's what happened with uh, with the the murders in Atlanta, but um, you know, I I think that communication can really, you know, starting at a young age, um, and starting with education and stuff. Yeah, I I had this idea the other day of. Uh, you know, you, you go into school as a kid and immediately when you get in, you're just learning. You're, you're just learning right from when the first bell rings to the last bell. And I, my thought was, um, you know, wh why don't they, why don't they standardize it? So when kids go into school in the morning, you have kind of like a homeroom, um, and you just sit there for an hour and you talk about your weekend and, you know, talk about the, the shit that bothers you and the shit that made you laugh and people that pissed you off and dumb stuff that your parents did. They took away your phone, whatever. And just for an hour, every day, Monday through Friday, five days a week, you get five hours to just chat with a group of people that are the same age. You get to grow up together and share all these experiences. And I just think like, how healing would that be? And how kind of optimistic would that make you for the rest of your day, knowing that, oh, it's, you know, I, I got this, I got this shit going on. And, but you know, then, I, then I think about this other kid and he's, he's got something going on at, at home that I, I can't even believe you told us about it, you know, to talk about, you know, his parents are going through a divorce. That's incredible. It, it's unfortunate, but you know, the, the fact that he shared it with us, it's like, you know what, I, I've been picking on that kid. And that's kind of fucked up that I'm doing that. And, you, you know, I know that he's been getting into fights and stuff, but he hasn't really been doing that much since he's uh, admitted all his problems to us. And just, and that's very a dumb example, but just the, the relief that, that speaking and listening can have, um, I, I think could really uh, pay off for our generation. I, I think that a lot of us too, when we have kids, we need to listen more and lecture less. Um, and it, Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, I've seen stuff in the past year that has truly uh, changed how I view um, the, the flawed mind and, and people and, you, you know, even people that I'm close with, um, or were close with, um, I, I've, I learned things about them and, you know, it's stuff, stuff changes, but, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I think when we have kids, it would be very important to, just listen. Um, and you know, hopefully at that point, um, I, I'm to a, to a level where I can, uh, understand them better when even nothing is being said. Um, 
but I, I think that we have a responsibility as individuals and as as single you know families individual families here um, to try to understand what our issues are and understand that our issues aren't unique to us and that that other people have them um, and, and it's all because of different reasons and it's all at you know variable levels but just to understand that they're there um, and and to stop acting like we're so perfect and so flawless and without any sort of contradiction or the hypocrisy it's okay that it's all there the the thing that we need to make sure we do is to learn from it and and remember the mistakes and remember our flaws and accept them too accept the flaws and and learn how to do better and everything from those and i'm not talking about like bad acts of you know violence or you know being rude or anything it just understand why and and have the ability to say yeah I, I fucked that up and you know i'm i'm a little fucked up um but i would like to talk about the fact that i'm a little fucked up <laughs> um just speaking broadly um but yeah um i i i think that um you know just communication and again i'll say it until i die uh, communication is the, the real healer. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure that that could be applied to everyone. Um, no doubt that that could be applied to everyone. So yeah, um, take that and run with it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Um, yeah, that, that's all I got, and I don't even know what I said. Um, so I I know that there was a lot there, um, and I'm sure that I'll forget something that I'll remember at 2 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning that I would have wanted to add to all this. Um, but again, I always encourage conversation. Um, so if you want to chat about anything, um, shoot me an email or a message or whatever. Um, yeah, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend and I will talk to you next week.